Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I am coming to you from my retreat in Hawaii. So if the background sounds a little different, that is why we're having an incredible experience. Oh my gosh, 40 men and women came from all around the world, and it's just been mind-blowingly epic. (laughs) Definitely join me next year if you missed this one. And if you want to catch me at some future events, you can come and see me in London on October 6th, teaching a full-day workshop, one-day retreat with Stephanos called Love Amplified. You can catch all the details, christinehasser.com slash London-2019. And then enrollment for my spring retreat is open, my signature retreat. That one's for women only. And if you just go to christinehasser.com, um, you can click on events and you'll see it there. Actually, you'll see both the London and spring retreat there. So definitely would love you to join me for an in-person event. If you think the podcasts are powerful, come to an in-person event. <laughs> it's like a hundred times, a thousand times, a million times, even more powerful. So today is a podcast episode that's close to my heart. I have shared publicly, so many of you may know that I had just weird health conditions for over two years now, and it really escalated for me this summer when I ended up in the ER because my heart rate was just so high and I was feeling so dizzy and I wasn't sleeping because my heart rate and just my nervous system was, was keeping me awake at night. It was awful. And I knew it was a physical thing. I knew it wasn't just some spiritual process or a metaphysical thing and went to a lot of doctors that bless them because <laughs> they're doing the best they can, really didn't know what they were doing, misdiagnosed me, ended up sending me to an ER, which cost way more than it should have because they thought I was having a pulmonary embolism. And I finally got so frustrated that I just took my health into my own hands and started researching like crazy what could be going on. And I stumbled across Anthony Williams' work, The Medical Medium, and started reading about the Epstein-Barr virus and how that affects things like thyroid. And thyroid being out of whack can affect so many things, including a racing heart. And I also earlier this summer had swollen glands and a really sore throat and just was really tired and my iron was tanking as well. Just one thing after another. And when I read his book, The Thyroid Solution, I was just like, oh my gosh, mind blown, everything I'm experiencing. So I went to my doctor and I had them test me for Epstein-Barr, which they were resistant to do. I honestly had an endocrinologist tell me that Epstein-Barr does not affect the thyroid. He's incorrect. (laughs) Let's just say that. So I had them test and my numbers were off the charts. And the Epstein-Barr virus can show up in different ways. And my special guest today, Dr. Kasha Kynes, is a doctor of clinical nutrition. I'm going to read her bio in a moment, but she really specializes in Epstein-Barr virus. So I have so many resources for you, both on this podcast and all kinds of links for you in terms of the resources that Dr. Kynes is going to offer. All those are going to be in the show notes. If you ever have trouble finding the show notes, just go to christinehassler.com slash podcast. So I am going to tell you what I'm doing to treat it because a lot of people have been asking me what my protocol is. The first thing is I've just come in acceptance with it and I haven't bought into this fear that's out there about this virus, that it's this lifelong thing that you can never get over. That's number one. Number two, I am doing the medical mediums protocol. I did cell reduce for six weeks. Cell reduce is something you can Google. It's a special way to do it. I did a water with lemon in the morning, would wait 30 minutes, would juice my own celery, 16 ounces would wait 30 minutes before I ate anything. And then I also didn't eat really hardly any fat until 1 or 2 p.m. to give my liver a chance to really process and flush out toxins. Now, celery juice is a mixed bag. 
Um, for some people, it really works. For some people, it doesn't. I definitely had digestive issues <laughs> the first week or two. I was thought I had SIBO again. SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. If you don't want to know my journey with that, go back about two years ago. You can hear all about that. Um, and I was really concerned, but I just knew that my body was clearing things out. And by week three of celery juice, oh my gosh, my digestion was so much better. Everything was better. The other thing I incorporated is his heavy metal detox smoothie. I was doing that every day. And then a large regimen of supplements. I was on the prescription Valtrex because my numbers were so high. I needed some help from Western medicine to, to help me feel better. And then supplements like zinc, monolorian, lots of spirulina, which is in a detox smoothie, lemon balm, cat's claw, a lot of other things. But I don't want to list them all because every body is different and I wouldn't want you just to follow my regime. I would suggest working with Dr. Kynes in one of her programs or finding a really good nutritionist, naturopathic doctor, someone who really, really knows what they're doing. And like I said, I'm a big fan of the medical medium's work, Anthony Williams. You can Google him and read all about it. I am proud to say I am starting to feel better. The other thing that was really hard for me is that I kept gaining weight for no reason, no matter what I was doing. And doctors would just tell me, oh, it's just you're getting older and it's perimenopause and all kinds of things. And I was just like, I don't really feel like I'm at the age for that to be happening. I'm, I'm considering having a baby this year. Don't tell me this. It was very, very frustrating. But what happens is when there's a lot of toxins, so viruses, heavy metals, those kinds of things, your lymphatic system swells up a little bit and you retain more water and get more bloated and hold on to more fat because that's your body trying to protect itself. That's how your liver working to protect itself. So one of the people I was working with said to me, Christine, I want you to fall in love with that extra weight you have because it's your body protecting itself. And I love that. That was really helpful. And after doing the protocol for a month, that extra bloat and weight did release and I'm sleeping again and I'm feeling stronger in my body and I can work out again. And it's, it's a slow process and I'm not pushing it too hard because that's the other thing. Viruses like Epstein-Barr feed on stress. So stressing your body in any way really impedes the healing process. And that's true for everything, not just Epstein-Barr. So I've got a lot more information for you. I've got a wonderful person, Dr. Kasha Kine. She's just so dedicated to helping people heal. You're really going to enjoy this interview. And I am not the expert on Epstein-Barr. I'm just sharing from my experience. So if it's something that you want to check out or if it's something that you're dealing with, I highly encourage you to be your own advocate. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this show, which is Third Love. And Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their FitFinder quiz to design bras with breast shape and size in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And you can skip the trip to the store. Who likes those dressing rooms anyway? I certainly don't. Find your own fit with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. And returns and exchanges are free and easy if you don't like the fit. Every customer has 60 days to wear your bra, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate to a woman in need. And remember, Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and finds the style that really fits your body. It's hands down the most comfortable bra that you'll own. It's lightweight, super thin memory foam cups to mold to your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. 
Third Love knows it's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Again, that's 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash over it for 15%. And let me tell you a little bit more about my guest today, Dr. Kasha Kynes. Dr. Kynes is a doctor of clinical nutrition, the CEO of Holistic Nutrition Naturally and EBV, Epstein-Barr Educational Institute. She's a board-certified nutrition specialist, certified nutrition licensed by the Washington State with two master's degrees, including a master's degree in clinical nutrition from the prestigious Bastyr University. She's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Epstein-Barr Virus Solution. She certifies practitioners in her EBV clinician training program. Finally, she runs an EBV recovery masterclass. She's been in clinical practice since 2005, providing individualized support to nearly 2,000 clients with complicated health issues, especially gastrointestinal and autoimmune, with Epstein-Barr being the main focus in the last few years. Her virtual practice serves clients nationally and globally. Dr. Kynes lives in Seattle with her family. And now on to my very informative talk with Dr. Kasha Kynes. Dr. Kynes, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. You've been a big help to me when I reached out to my friends that are tapped into the health community. And I said, I need someone that understands chronic illness when no other doctor does and really understands this Epstein-Barr virus I've just found out that I have. Who is the person? And you were the name that came through. So thank you, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're so welcome. My heart went out to you. I I read your story. It's like, oh no, she's in pain. We need to help her right away. Yes, yes. And you and I had a great conversation and you illuminated a lot for me. And you are someone who's really passionate about helping people who are feeling ill and cannot figure out why. And they go from doctor to doctor, from test to test, and are probably given misdiagnosis. Like I was diagnosed with oh, you're just having early menopause or you just oh, have yeah. high anxiety, <laughs> you know, just the, the number oh. of diagnoses that I got that I knew intuitively weren't accurate was so frustrating. And luckily I'm persistent and I have a good support community and I I'm, do my own research. And I just was like a dog with a bone and I kept looking, but I know so mm-hmm. many people, they've been misinformed and misdiagnosed yes. and they're just feeling mm-hmm. sick. So the first thing I wanted to ask you is, why is this your passion? How did you discover that so many people are being misdiagnosed and they need help? You know, I didn't discover it. It's a process of experiencing what your client population is experiencing. Mm. I think one of the advantages I have is that I was born and raised in Poland and I moved to the States. I moved to the States for one year when I was 20, 21 as a student. And I went back. I finished my master there. But by the time I was 30, I moved back to the States. And when I started to live here permanently, I noticed the, the food difference. Mm-hmm. I noticed the obesity. I noticed that I didn't like I love food. And no, I just didn't taste foods, right? There was something wrong. And When I moved here in 1996, I was literally thrown into the launch of GMO. Mm. I was driving to the university where I worked. I taught at the university and I had to, it was in the, in the field, in the countryside, in the fields in Michigan. And I had to drive through Roundup Ready 
sprayed fields. And it was a new thing. It was like, I moved to this country and what is this? So it's like, it's a process. I became a nutritionist because I was inspired and alarmed. I had a kind of a midlife crisis mm-hmm. at the early age of 30, 32, mm-hmm. <laughs> when my marriage didn't work out. And um, so through through events, I was thinking that by the age 33, I would like to make a difference and do something bigger than me. And what would it be? And it was a healing of some sort. And I was really drawn to natural medicine because I, I saw the need. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw Americans, like an average American, being completely confused about what to eat, how to eat, uh, cooking, uh, handling food, processing foods, preparing foods. And I was really confused why they got to that point. Like Mm. why there was this disconnect with food that happened somewhere. And I think it's in the 50s with TV dinners and, the, you know, just the culture here changed so much and the food industry had changed so much. So... When I started, I wanted to be an, a naturopathic doctor, but I switched last moment and I, I did master degree in nutrition, clinical nutrition. And I just had a passion of helping people feel just wonderful because yeah. it's our birthright, you know, yeah. it's yeah. our birthright to be well and feel great. Feel healthy. And I think, yeah, and mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't ill myself. I didn't have a, a health crisis uh, of a kind that turned me on to this path it's just that it's a natural path this is how we wired and life is so much more rewarding and so much easier if you if you tap into certain things and understand certain things and right now you know when we're talking about people that are severely impaired and have chronic illness what devastates me is this number one issue really devastates me is and many of your listeners will relate to it when you start feeling that your body deceived you when you start not trusting and what it creates an environment for anxiety and fear for your life because you don't know what's going to hit you next and the assumption is that the body's attacking itself we've been we've been trained by doctors to believe that your immune system goes crazy the immune cells start attacking your own cells because the immune cells are confused you know, they're, they're often not confused. They're fighting and they're fighting for us. So I think that's such an important point because I slipped into that and I have to watch that mindset because it was one thing after another. another. And then even with the EBV diagnosis, which we'll get into, a lot yes. of the doctors are like, well, now your immune system is compromised and put the fear of God in me. Like I needed to live in a bubble and wear a mask all the time. And, yeah. and, yeah. and I, I had to watch the belief system come in about, oh, my body's weak. Now I'm susceptible. And it was no. that feeling of what's going to happen next. What's the other, when's the other shoe going to drop? When is another diagnosis going to come in? And that doesn't help the body heal at all. No, no, no. It closes the door to healing. Uh, healing can happen when you are in the space of joy. So things like laughter and doing things you love to do when time stops yeah. is where you want to be because that opens that that opens that energy so that the cells can actually say, oh, I can take a breather and I can start repairing. But the thing is, the body may be weakened because... So we have a couple of layers. First of all, really don't underestimate the fact that we are overfed by malnourished. There's no way to have 
good foundational nutritional status, eating eating what we eat is mm-hmm. not possible. Even comparing the density of nutrients in produce that was grown 50 years ago versus now. Mm. The same apple doesn't give you the same amount of vitamin C. The soil is depleted. There's just the wheat. We can't. We have to amend. We have to supplement. We have to be mindful of that. Um, this is the way you keep yourself healthy. It's not enough to just eat food. And like you said, you can't live in a bubble. You can't have your own farm. You can't resource right. everything yourself. It's not possible. So that's one thing. I also see the other thing, the insult is external when you have external um, intensity of toxic load. So, you know, I live on the Sailor Sea. This is West Seattle. We are literally uh, renting a beautiful home on the water. And I know that the planes from the Seattle airport going north to Canada, uh, British Columbia, are going all the time over the over mm. the uh, sea. And I know the per- perchlorate is leaking from the jet fuel and is descending on the water, on the on the marine mammals. I know I'm he- inhaling it. I know it's going to get into the soil. I know it's going to affect my thyroid and everybody else. Every breast milk that was tested in a particular study, every woman tested, uh, contained jet fuel. Wow. And it's a hormone thyroid disruptor and so on and so forth, you know. It's like we have a new reality and be talking. I've been talking about it for years. Like you have to left, learn to drive to live in America in most places. Yeah. You can't really get away without a driver's license. And you have to take it upon yourself to have a new driver's license. You have to develop a new skill to understand the new reality. It's very toxic. Mm-hmm. We are more susceptible. Not because they're, they're, this is not the body's fault. There are certain genetic disorders that are very rare, like real genetic disorders where people die when they are infants or they, they, they die when they're 10. They're very, very rare. Mostly when we talk about genes, we have all of us have impairments of genes, certain enzymes here and there. But just if you do 23andMe and say, okay, I have all these gene mutation, you know, MTHFR, all that, that doesn't mean they're expressed. Right. That means you have them. They're sitting there. It's upon the environmental input what happens, right. what toxins you have when they can be expressed. So we are we are constantly, our body is constantly in flux, thinking, processing information. If you could only get out of the our way so it can take care of itself. So if we can clean out the, the, the level of debris mm-hmm. that the cells are hit with, the, the, you know, the toxic load, from chemicals, from the air, from the water. Air is easy picking because we have to breathe. Water is easy picking because we have to drink fluid so you can get filters for these. And then, you know, decreasing the pesticide load, load, being mindful, and then, you know, cleaning up slowly. Mm -hmm. So because most when your immune system is confused is when when it's insulted with chemicals that are man-made that were not naturally occurring over, right. you know, millions of years. Right. So the, the EBV has been with us. It's been on this planet for about a million years. We're, we've done something to have it now be so terribly active. Yeah, terribly active. It wasn't like that. Yes. So, so what I want your listeners to understand is this. What I see 
other clinicians missing is, and it's a blessing that I'm a nutritionist because I have a hammer and I see nails, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nutrition. So even with the EBV protocol, my luck is because I went after the research and I focused on what's the most important, not so much herbal medicine, not so much complicated things, but people forget that every cell requires nutrients, basic nutrients, really basic nutrients. And immune cells are also cells. So if we can just provide the best quality nutrients, food that is nutrient dense and delicious and tastes good and, you know, you add spices and all that. If you can provide that, you can start rebuilding all your cells, including your immune cells. Right. And so, so suddenly cells are not inundated with toxic loads and they have a little bit more of the building material to actually build them, build themselves up. And suddenly they're not so reactive. If you have viruses, if you have infections, if you have chemicals, the immune cells go after them, attack them. They try to dismantle them. They try to take them on so your body can survive. That's what it's doing. So it's busy with that. And and then you, you become impaired because it's not manageable long term. And then, you know, the, the immune system is weakened. Right. For so many reasons, but it's not. Your body is designed to keep you alive and to figure out how to make you thrive. That's all that your body does. And so I, I teach everyone, if, if you understand the concept that your body is your best ally, your body only wants to shine for you. Mm. If we provide, if we understand things, if you start to look at it as your ally, this is, this is the best friend you have. And if you look at it from a perspective of it's, I've been so sick for so long, I have to understand my poor body has been doing so much heavy lifting 24 seven. I go to sleep, but my body doesn't. I mean, it's fighting this virus. It's fighting the toxicity. It's trying to figure it out. All it's doing is compensating. Okay. I'm not getting enough of the good quality protein, amino acids. I'm going to steal it from here. I'm not getting enough of good calcium. I'm going to steal it from the boat, whatever, you know. It's just doing things to keep you alive. And the, the bottom line is to to have you thrive. Have you thrive. So let's, can we, because you said some important things and I just want to go back because I, I, I can hear my listeners asking questions. They're like, okay, so what do I need to do? You know, what foods do I need to eat? What do I need to avoid? What supplements do I need to take? to help me decrease this toxic load and make up for the nutrients I'm not getting in my diet. <laughs> so everyone wants just one little thing, right? I know, right? Give if me it only is that simple. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be perfect. Yes. So we have, we have so many cells. We have, you know, we're, we're so integrated into this reality, the physicality, the air, the water. So basically Every decent program that has to teach you something about healing your illness will teach you about, okay, get a water filter because if you don't have a filter, you are the water filter, your poor liver is. Get, you know, air quality. People don't, don't uh, clean their, their ducts. People don't, don't replace their furnace, air furnace every month. They do it maybe every six months. You know, people are not aware of how much toxicity they could Literally 
throw off their shoulders with a minimum education, a little bit of investment long term. It's not a marathon. It's a walk. And we do the walk every day. So every day you can do something new. So every week you can do one thing that is new. Uh, the perfect diet is foods, not food products, foods, simple foods with one ingredient. We call them whole foods, things that you can imagine grow. Everybody's different. Everybody has different um, cuisine culture, you know. Depending where you live, some people can do raw, some people cannot, some people can do uh, higher carbs, like more grains, gluten-free grains, some people cannot for some reasons. Mm. I would say when people start to heal, they restrict too many foods because they've heard they're bad. Right. Uh, there's, there's books coming on topics all the time with new diets. Right. And over the years, you know, as a clinical nutritionist, I start to expand more. I stop limiting. I start to expand more, but it's based on knowledge. So let's say, let's say I have a case right now. A person had a lot of health problems for three years out of the blue, pretty severe. Now we see that it, it was probably EBV. At the same time, I noticed uh, her stomach acid was probably not producing enough acid. We handled that. He has support for that. Things starting to come together. But at the same time, she had a gene, a gene snip for one gene for uh, celiac, but she didn't have problem with gluten before. Now suddenly, mm. you know, there is a study from last year showing that a, a particular protein for ABV can actually um, go into a DNA area of your cell for immunity and trigger seven autoimmune disorders, including celiac. And that probably triggered hers. And now she, when you have celiac active, you can have a celiac gene all life and it doesn't have to express. Hers was expressed because of EBD. That's our suspicion. And now she cannot eat uh, grains, but we're not sure what. She really wanted to expand diet. She was fine with legumes. So it's mm. not like lectins and all that, you know, legumes, beans are terrible. She's doing great on them. But certain grains are not okay. And we found out if you have celiac and it's, expressing and you don't tolerate uh you're still not well there are a couple of foods that food groups that, that can be cross reactive in other words mm. the body will confuse the the gluten and that food and it's millet rice corn oats yeast and dairy and people with celiac may react to one or two on this list you never know you can test for it to see if they're flag up but you can just empirically try so it's not like you take out the whole group of foods because you're trying to get healthy. It doesn't work this way. You should not do that unless you're absolutely sure why you're doing it. Or do it for two or three weeks and then start adding one lentil at a time or one grain at a time to see. So she can tolerate certain grain like um, she can tolerate uh, still far teff is good. Rice not so good. So that's a red flag. And then you look for rice added to supplements. So you see, so if you work with somebody who's done that for years, you have somebody on your team, they can be strategic and clinically show you, okay, here's where we have to look. The right. woman is thriving. The, the woman is thriving. The hair is not falling. Mm -hmm. Skin rushes all over the, 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 the skin are gone. Uh, she had lumps showing up. They disappeared. 
I mean, all kinds of stuff have happened just because we cleaned up, but we were strategic. You have to think about, uh, you don't want to get trapped into the next uh, best, best-selling book on a right. particular diet or claiming this or that. You, you know, everybody's individual. So, but we have to have good stomach acid. We have to have good pathways that detoxify us daily. We have the systems in place. I teach all that. You have to know what it is and simple things like be complex, good quality, be complex, facilitates daily detox. Mm -hmm. So your body can do what it needs to do. Selenium is another one. Mm-hmm. I know you have a webinar coming up in a program where you dive into a lot of this and we're going to, we're going to share about that sure. in a second. I want to, we, we've mentioned EBV several times <laughs> and you and I both know <laughs> what it is. Um, but I'd love for you to explain what it is, how most of us have it and, but it lies dormant until times of stress or the compromised immune system. And then the different ways that it shows up in people, because I think there are a lot of people out there that probably have it and, and are, know they have it and are really struggling or, um, don't even know they have it, but are having a bunch of health problems that EBV could be causing. Yes. Yes. It is a laundry room. So a laundry, a laundry list. So if anybody would like to see like a list, uh, of different categories of illness, and then each illness has at least one or two, Little brackets with a with a name and a and a year. That's a research study. You can click on that, and then the uh, abstract will come. Uh, so if, if we we created this wonderful website called ebvhelp h e l p dot com, and if you go to one of the buttons says you know conditions associated with ebv, and there's um, uh, brain inflammation, there's autoimmunity, there's gut, there's uh, all kinds of things laundry list but the so the problem is that people know ebv mostly as a mononucleosis mono and some people had a lot of people have have chronic aspects of mono remember that they had a really bad case of um uh, of mono when they were younger maybe you know it should be like a six week bad flu the worst flu in your life basically but unfortunately, some people with chronic complications of EBV don't ever remember having it. So it's not black and white. I never had mono. My sister did, but I never did. It depends on your immune system at a time. But you, you know, you get the virus. Nineteen ninety-five percent of global population carries the virus. Not a big deal. It's just you know, it's just part of our environment. But it's a uh, and some people with mono, you know, they develop mono and then they they recover after a few weeks and they go on and live okay. And then something happens to their life and they tank for some reasons and then it, it can take hold. Um, but, you know, there is a medical term, chronic mononucleosis syndrome. And when I look at the research and the symptoms, um, it's it's nothing different than chronic fatigue, it seems. These are seagulls. I don't know if you hear them. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, that's great. Uh, they're arguing. They're very territorial. So, yeah, so that's one presentation that chronic fatigue often, it's a different chronic fatigue. Like you can be tired, but the EBV chronic fatigue is debilitating when it's, and it comes with brain fog, severe brain fog. When you feel like you have cognitive impairment, sometimes you can have a lot of buzzing uh, in the ear. You can have ataxia, like you can have, it's called cerebral ataxia when you lose 
a control of your bearings. Like sometimes the virus is in your inner nerve or your ear. It can mess up with your balance. So you can you can feel like you're off balance. Um, I had a case when a woman had um, viral encephalitis caused by the virus and she lost all hearing, hearing in one ear. And we were able to, she already had severe damage in the other. We were able to stop that damage and bring it down to like a moderate, low moderate. So she can still hear in that one. Mm. So, and then it goes into thyroid. So if, if, uh, so the virus first comes usually through the mouth, through the saliva, kissing, you know, sharing utensils and so on. Uh, it can invade tonsils, larynx, pharynx. It can go into your lymph nodes. That's typically what people feel in large lymph nodes, hurting, you know, yeah. inflames. Sometimes people can't move their necks. Uh, it goes deeper. It can get into the thyroid. And then, you know, if, if the, your, your immune cells start going after the virus that is in your thyroid, then that's called uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You know, they're going out, they have to go after the cells of the thyroid. So they're destroying your, your thyroid cells because inside your thyroid cells is the virus. So they're going after the virus, actually. So, you know, they're trying. Uh, then it can go into your spleen, into your liver. Some people have um, autoimmune hepatitis. Um, and sometimes it goes into spleen and then it can go into connective tissue. I've, I've seen connective tissue disorder. I've worked with, I get phenomenal results with that, uh, working with the case. And then it can go into different organ systems. So uh, it can manifest as lupus, that's classic. It can be shorgans, I've seen that. Um, you don't produce saliva if it's in, in your mouth. Uh, what else have I seen? Well, if you look at research, it can cause diabetes type one, I've seen research consistently saying 60% of ulcerative colitis or mm. Crohn's more or less may have been triggered by that virus initially. Crohn's can be misdiagnosed. I've seen a study uh, showing that Lyme's can be misdiagnosed and it's actually EBV. And then chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia as well, right? Yes, yeah. that's classic fibromyalgia. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe more co-infections as well because that's common. When you have EBD, you can have co-infection, a lot of gut infections. H. pylori is often uh, kind of co-infects uh, with EBD. So uh, you can have um, MS, multiple sclerosis. Some research claims that it's a prerequisite almost mm -hmm. to MS, but it's more complicated, obviously. So it's like for different people, it varies because there may be ma many uh, factors that contribute to or cause a particular autoimmune, but the autoimmune list is is uh, is huge. So I like people to walk through their timeline because we discover. Uh, I, I can tell you a story that maybe a lot of listeners may relate to. Somebody who has always had delicate stomach, and then they had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis that was unexplained and that can be triggered by EBV. And then over the years, they would be very stressed and they would be automatically very depressed and very fatigued. And they would put on 20, 30 pounds, yeah. like all that together. And then they would start to stumble out of it. They would get a little bit better and then stress would hit them again 10 years later. And they would again go depression, fatigue, overweight and then Hashimoto's you know if they're lucky their intestines like 
all these like the the ups and downs of different conditions and complaints you're just never well we're not supposed to not be well and then and then when we actually look at the timeline and gather all the information and see that it's very possible that EBV is part of this the story and right. the person tests and the EBV is right there and then if you do the EBV work the person literally gets their life back yeah it's it's, it's and quite amazing and, and lives their life yeah it's, it's quite amazing it's quite it, amazing yes. and i want to get to you you know because you just listed off a whole bunch of things and i want people to know that it's definitely treatable and mm-hmm. for me i i probably are had like you know dormant levels and then they got higher but then i had an acute time of stress in end of April, May, when I was put on supplements that completely messed up my brain and gave me panic attacks for the first time in my life, massively stressed from that. And then in June, we were traveling and I started getting a burning sore throat, swollen glands, massive post-nasal drip, never got full on sick, but just was run down. My iron got really low because Epstein-Barr loves to eat iron. And then, then in July, I was, you know, sent to the the ER because my doctor's like, you're having a pulmonary embolism or a heart attack. But what was really going on Mm -hmm. is the virus was then in my thyroid and my thyroid was so off and so in the red that it was causing massive heart palpitations, advanced heart rate, insomnia, you know, all of these things. And so thousands of dollars later, huge ER bill. I eventually found out what it is. And now because of people like you and some other people that I'm working with that really know EBV, I'm on a supplement regime. I still have the post-nasal drip a bit, uh, but I'm sleeping. The heart palpitations are down. My thyroid is is still in the red, but not as in the red. It's starting to come back up. I have energy again. I can work out. I lost weight finally, you know, because again, it was like nothing. This is why I think it's so frustrating for, for people is they're tired, they've lost weight, and they're doing all the right things. You know, they're doing the diet, they're doing the exercise, they're doing all the things, and they're still not getting relief. So for someone that's in this place of, you know, I don't know what to do, I'm so confused, I know I have EBV and I'm not getting better, where do they even start? (laughs) (laughs) Self-love. Take a deep breath and say, you know, I have an amazing body and it's been fighting for me all these years through all this confusion. It's been hit by a virus, maybe H. pylori, who knows what, interventions, ER, you know, my stress affects my body, but it's it's been working so hard. I'm going to support it. And we're going to figure it out and just work with it. <clears throat> I think that would be number one. Number two, I would say, uh, I believe clinical nutritionists are the best breed because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we can't, we can't prescribe. We're all about food and lifestyle and we do take time to hold somebody's hand and just be there or coaching, you know, health coaching as well, which is more what what you do, right? Yes. That's very very important. Now, uh, we want to be careful what we say. However, there is a study, a very clear case, 24, 48 hours is what it took for a medical doctor to reverse uh, enlarged spleens caused by acute EBV infection. And it was a group of 50 people. Dr. Flavin, amazing medical doctor, I tracked her down in Germany. Um, and 
no, there is a medical claim that it is reversible and treatable. EBV is reversible and treatable. According to her study, she has the proof of it. It's a, it's 50, it's a group of 50. There's more studies that are needed, but there is evidence in medical literature that EBV is treatable and is reversible. So mm-hmm. what, what you said actually is true. I want to verify it. So mm. somebody doesn't go after us like, you don't know what you're saying. You're not medical doctors. No, but it's, it's documented. Mm. So I would say, you know, in the last few years, I set a goal to create any kind of information access to a person, no matter where they are on the trajectory. Mm-hmm. So like the ebvhelp.com website is very first. I want people to, if they, if never, if you've never heard of EBV, you're hearing it first, first time today in our conversation, probably unlikely with your tribe, yeah. but possibly go to that website. It's free. Uh, it's like 99% finished. I put research, I put evidence, I put what I've learned from my clinical experience, right? You know, resources are there, studies are there. There's a link to my book. There is a book, it's almost 600 pages. And that book was written for patients, for their doctors, for clinical nutritionists. So if you like, if you are in a place where you know a good nutritionist, like you would love to present them with a protocol so they can help you, uh, you can each get the book and they will pick it up and they will know exactly what to do with that information. There's like, there's so much, there's like one third is, is research for medical community. So it's all verified and validated. And then two thirds is, you know, how do you clean things up? How do you support mm. your liver? How, how do you, what do you have to understand about EBV? How does it think? How does it work? How is it predictable? How do I understand which symptoms are EBV and which symptoms are not? How, you know, what do I... How do you prevent it later and and all that, the, the foods, the recipes, all that. So it's a it's a pretty handy book. It's pretty big, but it, it has to be big because it has all these functions, you know. Uh, so you could work with a nutritionist. Some people can take that book and do things on their own. But when you're so sick, it's kind of hard because yeah. your brain is on fire. You can't really focus. You may be very anxious. Also, yes. anxiety is huge. That was a big one for really me. Depressed. Big one. And sometimes it's because of thyroid. Sometimes it's the brain chemistry. The virus creates that. I mean, I have people consistently, they can't even, they can't drive. Yep. But they can't even ride a in a car. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. They can't get on a plane. So, you know, when you start being able to do it, you know, you're recovering. Like, yeah, right. I know. I know when I can drive on the freeway now, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't take it for granted. I, I had a woman in my program says, my success is I am able to raise my, my hand and put in my earring. Mm. Now, my goal is to, to raise my hand so I, I can put an, an earring in my next in my other ear. Mm. That's my goal. Like I couldn't do that before because of the pain so you, you people have different presentations really so i don't want you to be if you even there is a page on the website that explains to you what to test i put four samples of direct to consumer labs so you can click on those buttons see which one has the best price at this time the maximum you should pay for the ebv testing the four markers the standard is 150 um, some labs have good deals. I just put four of them. I have no no association with them. I just know that they are available. Yep. Because I see chronically, you know, 
I see notoriously people spend two, three years trying to find a doctor who will agree to test the virus. Since everybody has the virus, doctors are not inclined to test because they feel, you know, I'm wasting your money. You're going to have the antibodies. But it's a little bit more complicated. And also there's a lot of research on it. There's a whole chapter about this uh, in the book, but there's also a whole page with most common presentations of combinations of the antibodies. So when you do, so you can test yourself, you can get that test in front of you, open that website page again, and look at the scenarios so you can understand what it means and see if you actually have chronic EBV that is manifesting. Because if you have that black and white on paper, and you can have a different conversation with a doctor if you need to. And you also look at your timeline and at your medical history and all the hiccups you've had and all the unexplained, you know, one autoimmune disorder, another autoimmune disorder. I had a bump. I had rashes. I had this. I had mosquito bites, inflamed, inflamed mm-hmm. and, you know, huge inflammation, sensitivity to mosquito bites. That's another presentation. You have all this laundry list and suddenly you say, ah, you know, it all connects. And if you start taking care of yourself, all these things will start dropping off. You're going to start noticing. So it's like, it's profoundly empowering mm-hmm. when you just start, you know, just invest a little time, downtime to start to slowly, slowly take one step at a time. Yes. And yes. Then the next, yeah. Next step is if you, you know, some people are ready to like, they need, they need the tribe. They need the community. They need a positive community. We have an amazing EBV Hero community. We have an EBV Hero manifesto mm. on that website. You can print it in color. It's beautiful. We have a Facebook, a close Facebook community of EBV Heroes. A uh, wonderful healing community. So loving. And they they hold each other's space. These are our students. So we have an online program. When, if somebody is like ready, you've read about it, you, you know you have it. You, you may have you know, try different supplements. There's there's a lot of uh, information about it now. It's popularized yeah. right now. But I'm actually looking at the ebvhelp.com. It's a beautiful website. So everybody can go there because I'm sure mm-hmm. you have a lot, a lot of questions. The other thing that I wanted to check in with you about is um, I have heard that sometimes EBV won't show up in blood work as well. So just because it doesn't show up in blood work, it could mean, you know, your doctor didn't run the most accurate test or that it's just not showing up in blood work. Is that accurate? So sometimes like if you if your immune system is weakened, you may not even be making immunoglobulins. So they may be negative because you're not producing them. Does mm. it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I teach my community when we have the program, I teach them about labs, you know, uh, ask your doctor, you want to test total immunoglobulins, IgM. IgG, maybe even IgA, and see if you're producing them. And if you if if they're low, you have to take a calculator and recalculate what what the number would actually be. Right. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think what helps people is read the book, and the book has stories, stories of different people, but also stories of the virus. And it's it's a Despite the, the the research part, you know, it's, it's hardcore research for medical doctors. Despite that part, it's very readable and it's very relatable. So for my new clients, I always say, read that 
The other thing I wanted to ask you about, Kasha, is the medical mediums protocol. I have found his work very helpful. I did cell reduce for six weeks, which mm-hmm. I felt really helped me. I did his heavy metal detox smoothie, um, and it really worked for me. So I wanted to get your opinion on that protocol for Epstein-Barr as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, Anthony William was the reason I looked into the EBV in the first place, actually. Mm. Uh, because a couple of my clients asked me to read that book and give them my educated uh you know, opinion on it. So I I felt obligated. And uh, honestly, I had so many aha moments uh, thinking about my population when I read the book that I thought, you know, if half of it is true, I have to look into it. And the reason the book was written was because when I was doing the doctoral program, I decided to focus on EBV and I wanted to see, I wanted to bridge the gap between what he was claiming and what medical community is saying and what's the research actually to bridge the gap between them because these are two extremes. So I so you know I knew what he was saying and I was starting to follow I started to follow the research to see you know can I validate this point can I validate that one do we have research on this and this and this and you know I'm so glad that he's there uh, whatever a person's, uh, spiritual or religious belief system is, he did open the door. He made the topic really, um, commonly known now in the wellness industry or in the, in the, you know, natural medicine, people are looking, people are asking doctors to be tested now they're demanding because of him. The celery juice, you know, is very famous now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I work with a lot of clients who who ask me first, you know, do you know his work? Because I do this and that. Uh, so it's wonderful advocacy that he created, a wonderful movement. Uh, some people do very well on celery juice. Some people cannot stomach it. It's, it's a mixed blessing. Some people come with to me and they're already on it. And in some cases, it doesn't move the needle altogether it's a it's a it's a broad spectrum of effect right and i'm absolutely happy with whatever the person is doing better on and this is great and then um it has many benefits i have his books and i have his book on the healing foods i love the, the there's nothing like there's nothing that we would contradict uh against each other in what we teach and I, when I did the research, I realized that the detox program that I had been teaching for years is actually precisely an antiviral detox, like antiviral protocol, but it, I didn't know it. But that's probably why some people with autoimmune disorders did so well on it. And I, I didn't know about EBV at that time. Mm. That's also the reason why I was able to write the book so fast, because I had so much material that I had been working with for so long. And so Anthony is like this wonderful simplicity, the, really the healing foods. He talks about wild blueberries. And I grew up, um, you know, going to the woods with my parents and picking wild blueberries. This is what you did in Poland. Mm. And in, in, in America, people don't have that experience. They've never tasted a real wild blueberry that you pick out of a little bush. Uh, so... He talks about wild foods. He talks about certain foods that have been so abused in the in the food industry that you should stay away from them. Uh, you know, it's 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 beautifully corresponds to what I've been doing because, like I said, I started my research based on all the the books and the claims. Like let's 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 
piece it together. Let's bridge the gap. Let's create a place where everybody can benefit. Yeah. So the medical doctors, you know, they can be really, they can be really, uh, and understandably so. If you are a medical doctor, you can imagine that somebody says, you know, here's a medical book I'm following. Work with me. They, it's hard for them. But if I was able to produce a book that actually bridges that, you know, here's what we know in research. Here's what helps uh, in clinical practice. Then maybe a medical doctor can say, okay, there's some validity to do it. Maybe I can hire a nutritionist. Maybe, you know, let's work together on a team and let's see if it helps you. Yeah. And you can work with the, you know, the, the, the juice. You can do the heavy metal detox, you know, from there. Let's piece it together. We have many more tools. And now we have a big picture. We have a big picture and I'm more clinical. He's more spiritual. So it's like a wonderful it's a good combo. It's a good combo. Oh, yeah. It's a great combo. Yes. And the, the funny thing is that people tell me that in Amazon, if one book comes, the other comes as a recommendation and, and vice versa. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just tickled because, you know, I, I never knew this would, this all would happen. Yeah. It's just, no, you're doing, you're doing amazing work and you have, um, I'd like to wrap up with you telling everyone you have an incredible course coming up and some free mm-hmm. webinars people can join. And of course I'll link all that up in the show notes, but if you could tell people about what you have coming up, that would be great. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll be happy to, this will be our third group. I'm really excited. Uh, uh, Oof, I, I love this program. I love working with my groups. Uh, amazing people come to these groups. It's called EBV Recovery Masterclass. Uh, we start with two webinars that I do live about EBV, about you know what people don't understand and what you need to know and, and all pitfalls and, and wins. Um, and the first one is uh, on the 16th of September, 5 p.m. Uh, PT. The second is two days later in the morning for people who prefer morning. And that's so that's the 18th at 10 a.m. PT. And then we also want to accommodate uh, people that work. So we have one on the weekend, October the 5th on Saturday at 9 a.m. PT, also to accommodate people abroad. So uh, and then the, the group starts October the 7th. It's a 10 module weekly module uh, programs is 10 weeks um but you have access for the whole year and you have access to our facebook community after you graduate we invite you to get to the alumni um facebook community so you we grow our community of ebv heroes it's a lot of love fest support. Mm, i love that That's i love that had had. yes it's, it's amazing this transformational, it's very healing. It's, um, it's, it's multifactorial because we talk about toxicity, but we talk about the soul. We talk about spirituality. There's different exercises, different resources about the brain chemistry and, you know, brain inflammation and uh, glucose regulation and adrenal, you know, what's adrenals and what's EBV? How do you distinguish? How do you balance that blood sugar? It's so important for adrenals and so important for EBV. And, you know, it's just all research, but all hands on, all uh, based on my clinical experience in my clinic. You know, I, I've, I've been running the same kind of protocols ever since I started working with EBV. And then the expansive supplementation. So you have color-coded charts. You can customize it. You learn a lot. It's like throwing you into a master level of functional clinical nutrition. And so, yeah, 
All right. Awesome. So I'm going to link up all the information in the, the show notes. Dr. Kynes, thank you so much for, for the work that you do, for the people that you're helping, for you know, giving a voice to a chronic condition that people are really struggling with and, and there's not a lot of answers. I just really appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. And vice versa. Thank you. I appreciate all the hard, you know, hard work you had to do. And I'm sorry you had to go through this, but uh, you have an amazing advocacy and service for your community and, and just speaking up on all these issues and sharing. Mm. Uh, it's very inspirational. Thank so I just hope you continue on the healing journey because you're doing so much better. You're doing amazing things for EBV as well. So you've learned a a lot. I've learned a lot. Yes. And I just want to pass on my learning to, to the people that listen, because you're right. We all deserve to have health. So thank you for reminding us of that. My pleasure. 